Last Saturday, the world lost two incredible saints and three children lost their mothers. Rachel Held Evans, an author and theologian, playfully and poignantly showed the way to many ex-evangelicals like myself to loving Jesus outside of the constructs of a punitive and law-based religion. She died from complications of treatment for the flu at 37 years of age. Tess Danielson, who was from my hometown, was also 37, and a pediatric nurse who battled breast cancer for five years. She was given a terminal diagnosis more than a year ago, but she continued to receive life-extending treatments that ravaged her body and caused her so much pain so that she could stay with her son for as long as she could. Throughout her ordeal, she continued to point to the love, power, and grace of God. She never complained about her diagnosis or suffering, but instead used her experiences to bring encouragement to others. She was a beautiful soul full of God's goodness. Through the fierceness of motherhood, she made it to her son's ninth birthday. She showed up at his party on Friday with the help of hospice and a wheelchair, and then died the next day. I know, I know what you're thinking right now, Pastor Bethany, this is the world's worst Mother's Day sermon. (laughs) What are you thinking? And you're probably right, but hear me out. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday, and most of us have no idea what a shepherd does. Most of our imaginations don't go beyond the child's costume and the Christmas pageant, the hook and the headband, that's what we see. But the intersection of Good Shepherd Sunday with Mother's Day was a revelation to me. The jobs are really quite similar. Keeping track of animals that do not wish to be kept track of. (laughs) Caring for others' needs above one's own. Herding, tending, feeding, whoever's screaming. These are all mom jobs. And if you remember, our gospel last week had Jesus asking Peter the same question three times over. Peter, do you love me? Peter replied, yes, Lord. Then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Then tend my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. Jesus asked Peter to put the needs of the sheep before his own, like mothers do. And Peter's life got pretty interesting when he started living in that way, in response to that question and promise that he made. He did things that he never would have dreamed possible, like raising a disciple, mother, and artist, Tabitha, from the dead. I don't think that Peter could have imagined that feeding and tending the sheep would have resulted in that. There are a lot of things that mothers and fathers and caretakers do that they couldn't have imagined, right? Potty training a puppy and a two-year-old at the same time, that's fun. Two-year-old pooping in the backyard, puppy pooping on the inside. Another person, allowing another person whose face is covered in mucus and who always backwashes to drink out of your water at the restaurant. 
you can just watch those little things drift to the bottom. <laughs> or carrying someone who you know has 10 times your energy up the steepest slopes because inex- inexplicably their boundless energy has run out just then. Or maybe having your heart almost burst out of your chest from a spontaneous hug. The Good Shepherd, God, invites us to care and be cared for in these unexpected and surprising ways. We are not the Good Shepherd. We only get a chance to help the one who has formed us all from the clay in loving each other and connecting with each other. Sometimes in small acts, like just waving. I was struck for for my children's sermon when we were on the ferry on Friday. And the joy that my kids got from waving at the sailboats and having them wave back. Isn't it incredible that that could bring so much joy? We are a part of this flock. But we are also tasked to be able to care for each other. And God's promise is that if we put others first, God will take care of the rest. We cannot save anyone on our own. We cannot do the task of bringing the kingdom on our own. That is God's work. And we are not guaranteed a tomorrow. Tess and Rachel did not get raised from the dead like Tabitha did. But their efforts and love for their children and for others in Jesus' name will continue to bear fruit long after they are gone. And God will provide for the rest. I think, as a parent, one of the most stressful things for me to think about is not being able to protect my children from all of the grief and harm that they will experience in their lifetimes. Can't protect them. On my best days, I remember that I just have these beautiful little girls on loan from God. And I can't go with them everywhere they go. As much as I would like and they would hate. I can't go with them on their first date or to camp or to college and stay with their, with their, in their dorm. Hey, guess what, Naya? I'm your roomie. <laughs> their worst nightmare. God is their creator and will accompany them always. And it is so hard to let go and allow God that trust. God loves them more than I do. God loves each of us more than we can imagine and accompanies us always. In the meantime, with my kids, I get to love them and make mistakes every single day. And the Good Shepherd invites us all into similar ministries with all of creation. With kids, adults, and the earth. With strangers on a sailboat passing us by. We get to love, care, be present. Point to the one who formed us all from the clay and will never leave us. And remember that God has power to do infinitely more than we could ask or think for and with us all. I was reminded last week by my new friend, Pastor Paula Stone Williams, of the beauty of Mary Oliver's poetry. This woman's incredible, and she memorizes poems and has so many in her catalog of her brain. I did not memorize it, but I'll read it to you. It's a poem by Mary Oliver entitled, 
bone. It reads, Understand I am always trying to figure out what the soul is, and where hidden, and what shape. And so last week when I found on the beach the ear bone of a pilot whale that may have died hundreds of years ago, I thought maybe I was close to discovering something. For the ear bone is the portion that lasts longest in any of us, man or whale. Shaped like a squat spoon with a pink scoop where once, in the lively swimmer's head, it joined its two sisters in the house of hearing. It was only two inches long, and I thought, the soul might be like this. So hard, so necessary, yet almost nothing. Beside me, the gray sea was opening and shutting its wave doors, unfolding over and over its time-ridiculing roar. I looked, but I couldn't see anything through its dark-knit glare. Yet don't we all know the golden sand is there at the bottom, though our eyes have never seen it, nor can our hands ever catch it, lest we would sift down into fractions and facts, certainties, and what the soul is. Also, I believe I will never quite know. Though I play at the edges of knowing, truly I know our part is not knowing, but looking and touching and loving, which is the way I walked on softly through the pale pink morning light. We get to live like this, knowing, looking, touching, and loving because of the Good Shepherd that loves us and others more than we could imagine that will show up no matter what scrapes we find ourselves in, that will remind us and empower us to feed and tend the sheep, even when we find we are the sheep. And our roles in this world are many and varied. Simon Peter's role as disciple and miracle worker, Mary Oliver's role as poet, Tess's role as healer and inspirer, Rachel's role as prophet and theologian. They all come to a natural end. Someday one might find an ear bone on the sand and wonder, but all will pass away. We get to, if we are able, trust the Good Shepherd in the meantime, to care for us and those that we love to trust each moment, to live faithfully. Last week when I went to the back during the sending song, Tara told me that her little three-year-old Annie, when she heard the jazzy first chords of the sending song, looked up at her mama and said, Mom, let's party. (laughs) They proceeded to dance, and as many of you saw and couldn't help but smile, little Annie ran up and down, the length of the space, her little arms and legs moving to the beat. Being a mom is like that sometimes. Being a disciple is like that sometimes. Being a human is like that sometimes. Our hearts explode with the joy of this moment. I believe that's how the Good Shepherd feels about us all the time. May we have the trust in God, the Good Shepherd, to sometimes dance, sometimes be dragged, and other times stumble into our futures that are full of grace. Amen.
please stand and sing a song that I do not know what it is because